East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everyone, welcome back to East and West with Mario and Les. Hey, 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 how's everybody doing? Hi Leslie, how are you? Good to see you again. Good, honey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're surviving the storm. Today, the sun came out. So it was a very big one. I know. What the hell? I mean, I know you guys need the rain in California always, but that was a little much overkill. Yeah. Never satisfied because it's either too much, too little. I'm like, I'm the Goldilocks. All right. We need to have a medium. It's, It's insane. But what a week to be a Bravo fan. I mean, it has been chaotic and, uh, I know we just recorded because of the breaks, but I was like, I can't wait to go back and keep talking because it's yeah, been so no, good. for sure. Yeah, definitely so, agree. How was your week so far? You know, it's, this week flew by for me. Did it flew by for you? It definitely has flown by for me. Um, I've gotten a lot accomplished. You know, it's of course it's the beginning of the year, so all I want to do is clean everything out. I can't relate, but I fully Clutter. support you. I fully support the endeavor. I could not relate to that, but you know, I the reorganize my closets. I'm very happy. So, oh, I'm full of it because I did that over my winter break. So, um, I so did the did closet. Too. Yeah, you know the Virgos Virgo. in us. I mean, we gotta just do the most and rearrange and color coordinate and everything. But. Absolutely. Oh, good lord! So, we so where have... are we gonna? Where would you like to go first? Should we start with some news, or do, or should we? Go in with Let, our recap. Let's do some news. I want some gossip. What do you have for me? Let's lay it on me, Leslie. Lay it on me. What was going on this week? Okay, I had just seen. Well, they put out the the group cast photo for Summer House today. They I noticed did. that they did, they, and it's Bravo news. So I'm gonna, even though it's not Housewives, I know a lot of you are interested in that. So, uh, they, some people are gone. I saw that, and I think that it was an interesting choice. Oh, sorry to segue, but Catherine is not coming back to Southern Charm. That was also right. this week, and then ooh, that was pretty interesting because I know that she has been an OG, and so she yeah. has. But I mean, I don't know how much you watch the show. Um, not religiously, not really. Yeah, I do, and she was like MIA in several of the episodes last season. And didn't really bring much, to be honest. The, the writing was on the wall, it sounds like. You know? Yeah. And I think even though he's like a scumbag, people like to see her and Thomas together and they're, you know, fighting and their crazy relationship. And I think it just once he left, I don't know, she didn't bring a whole lot. Not that I want him back. Oh, no. Yeah. That man is one of the it's horrible, one of the Bravo partners that we just need to stay away from. Mm hmm. We also had uh, the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season forecast confirmed. That was, you know, I did not expect the plot twist of Alex McCord from seasons one through four. For those, yeah, me neither. For those who didn't watch Real Housewives of New York back in the back in my day, we (laughs) used to. Alex McCord is an OG from seasons one through four. She was fired during the big revamp. They were one of the, they're like one of the original revamps from the like shocking back, right. back in the day when they fired her and Jill and Kelly. Jill. Mm-hmm. And was that after the Morocco season? That was after the Morocco season. And you know what? Now that I rewatch season Morocco. four, <laughs> when you rewatch season four now, it's not as bad as I think 
we think it was. Um, the reunion is still very toxic. That's when Andy lost his shit and was screaming, shut the fuck up. Right, right. But the reunion is still very heavy. But overall, the season four is underrated. And I'm I'm curious to see how Alex McCord is going to get along with, like, Brandy Glanville, who's on the cast. Okay, so the cast yeah, is so Alex let's read the McCord. cast. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, so it's Vicky Gumbelson. And I hate to say, but it should be interesting. Gretchen Rossi. Oh, my oh. God. She realizes she can't put a filter on herself on, you know, high def television, right? <laughs> I mean, she, she better bribe a fucking cameraman to put that filter, that Facetune filter over that. Oh, I mean, listen, if she likes to alter her her uh, ai character for social media fine but you want reality tv now honey and so i know she looks like she's made of cotton balls <laughs> that is an insult to cotton balls because <laughs> cotton balls are productive and useful yeah, but that is true um, i'm surprised that she's that she's back though because uh she's been gone for since season eight and we're double that where it's like eight nine years That's ago true. But, you know but alex is longer so so it's vicky gretchen alex mccord from new york Right, Carolyn Manzo from Jersey, and then they were gonna bring Jacqueline, but Jacqueline couldn't make it. Allegedly, allegedly, exactly. <laughs> that was allegedly. the gossip. That was the tea. Oh wait, we're um, getting Camille. You know, Camille Grammer coming back, and then Brandy Glanville is coming back, and Eva and Phaedra are back now. Recycled cast members from season two of Girl Strip is Vicky, um, Phaedra. Brand- Phaedra, Brandy, and Eva. Eva. So my theory is that they're going to do like ex-wives clubs, multiple seasons, depending oh, on Oh, I think do. so too. Yeah. I yeah. Think so because too. a lot of people were sort of complaining, like, why are they bringing back people that already did it? But my rationale is Brandy, Vicky, Eva, and Phaedra, they had to go to Bluestone Manor. That is not a vacation. No, like, it is that not. Is it looked oh, like, like a nightmare. <laughs> it looked like hell and torture. And then Dorinda as a host was chaotic and itself. So mean and had so many rules. That's not a vacation. So I'm like, you know what? They paid their dues. They're entertaining. I love how much love Phaedra's getting again. Mm-hmm. There was, oh, another news gossip this week was that she's going to be possibly joining Mary to Medicine because she's dating a doctor. Yes, yes. But, so you know, that- I wondered at first if it's because she was a mortician. Oh, <laughs> well that's somewhat of a doctor that's somewhat of a she's in the profession of dead bodies Mm -hmm. so I would love to see Phaedra and Dr. Heavenly go back and forth because Dr. Heavenly is messy and Phaedra doesn't tolerate Mm -hmm. messy well and so but if it's true but we'll see but that was just the sidelines I think the biggest headline still dominating is Miss Jennifer Shaw going away for six and a half years absolutely yes how everything's been going on we're going to get into the finale the finale was in this week here curious to know your thoughts uh oh, wait, let's... here's here's riley of course everybody interrupts say hi to mario here's scoot down hi hey riley <laughs> how you doing riley is leslie's daughter her daughter he's saying hi you can't hear because my headphones my car keys are. your car keys are downstairs on the table this is a real housewife <laughs> leslie all right people listening this is a real, have a real life yes it is yeah. real life her daughter said where are my parties brilliant (laughs) i love reality you know what i'm saying but not so much reality let's get into real housewives of potomac the recap uh let's do it 
uh, we are going to lead in with season seven, episode 13, Sisterhood of the Traveling Beeps. The BravoTV.com synopsis says, Giselle receives some serious news from her doctor. Finally planning her wedding, Robin is adamant about keeping some guests up. <laughs> Sorry, I started laughing at finally, because this is <laughs> Bravo. Bravo wrote this. Finally planning right. her wedding, Robin is adamant about keeping some guests off the list. Mia and Jacqueline get into an explosive argument on their way to celebrate Ashley's birthday. Mounting tensions between Karen and Charisse finally come to a head, leaving the ladies shaken. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so immediate reaction to the episode. What did you think? Um, You know, I thought it was okay. I, I, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good, though, either. I mean, it was just it, okay for me. Same here. I never like to be continued that's not warranted because sometimes it's warranted because you're on the edge of your seat and you need a breather you need a breather but this one was such a bait to come back but spoiler it does like so spoiler it does end with the to be continued but it starts off that with karen and ashley planning a birthday trip to mexico karen and ashley are co-hosting the trip um clearly a producer motivated them to take wendy ahead of time because she's allegedly the most involved in the mess but I'm not even a huge Wendy fan, but she's not even the messiest one in this group. They are no, all they're all bothered by Miss Wendy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we get a scene of Giselle talking about her biopsy. They're discussing her fibroids. No filter Robin comes in and just says it's oh, it's just clipping off some pieces. My ass clenched when she said you're clipping <laughs> off. I mean, y'all are talking about <sighs> fibroids and it's just ugh. But you know, Giselle Unpleasant. said she's <laughs> Giselle said she is not gonna miss her check and she is still going to Mexico to live her life All right, um, well you have to have respect for that then listen she's committed she's on the clock she better get her check um, yeah. Yeah. Speak- and speaking of checks they focus on Karen's live show they called it confusing and they didn't understand why Sharice was not invited they think Karen is annoyed that Sharice shared and um, that Karen shared I'm sorry. They think that Sharice, <laughs> by when Sharice shared, this is live and in person. Right. When Sharice <laughs> shared Mia and Karen's little booby bopping video, that right. annoyed Karen. Annoyed Karen, right? But Which Karen I, was already pre annoyed at her. Listen, Karen already don't like Sharice, yeah. and Robin and Giselle pretending to wonder why is such a crock because they don't care. They want to deflect from their own mess, and they just really want to get to the bottom of what the underlying cause is. They, um, they want to know. Yeah. They, they're just curious. I think it's why I, I, I don't really care, honestly, because Sharice hasn't been on the show for so long and she's a friend of this season. She looks half mm-hmm. asleep all the time. She's not interesting yep. to me. She's not interesting Mm-mm. enough. Mm-mm. Even, even when she was on the show seasons one, two and three, like she was very much, there but she didn't really fit the mold of what a real housewife if she might be the grand dame of potomac in real life but But not on the show because she doesn't give enough information i feel we needed to know more about why her and her husband i mean we know he was cheating but i would have liked more of a story on that i i needed to know more and i think maybe that's why she didn't come back full-time because they probably told her like hey if you want to come back on the show full-time we're gonna need yeah, we're going to need every detail. And she was probably right. like, no, I'm good. No. 
Mm-hmm. So that's really planting the seed for this episode is Giselle and Robin pretending to care. Um, also pretending to care about their wedding is Robin and Juan because oh, they <laughs> even her sons don't even look convinced her that they're actually going to get married. Her kids don't even believe them. Yeah. I mean, a producer. Or care, at, I don't think. I don't really think, you know, Corey and Carter are the cutest little boys and they're just sitting there like, whatever, mom, like this is not going to happen. Well, I mean, even when their parents got divorced, they've all still stayed in the same house. So it's not what is going to change about their life, whether they get married or not. Nothing. Exactly. And a producer asked Robin in her confessional if her parents are okay with not being invited to the wedding because that's what Robin is planning to do. Right. Uh, Robin says her dad will not be upset, but her mom might be hurt. I I mean, that's pretty hurtful. Like to not even include your parents. I, yeah, I don't know. That's like, upsetting. That is definitely upsetting. And so... In real I don't even time, understand the reason for it. I don't either. That's why I don't get this logic. She's not really being transparent for what exactly why? the right. logic is behind this. But as a side note, Juan is going through a lot of stuff right now in real time with the sexual mm-hmm. assault lawsuit where a basketball player is claiming that he did not intervene when another coach was targeting him. Mm-hmm. I That's where my focus is now with Juan because me too. Because with when you, you watch these shows, you know, they film six, seven months in advance, but the real-time headlines are still existing. So right. I know that they're filming the reunion soon. So I really wonder if Andy will bring this up at the reunion. I hope somebody else brings this up at the reunion because- I Robin, hope so. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty bad and it's the, the allegations are bad. And so- Yeah, it's very bad. I mean, how I don't know how he didn't help this kid. I mean, he I don't get it. Exactly. I all really alleged. don't understand it. I have no respect for him if that's, that's just, the case. Allege. Exactly. Allege. So anyway, Mia mentions that Jacqueline wants Mia to find her a nanny for the kids. Um, Why is that her responsibility? I don't know. Jacqueline, according to Mia, Jacqueline usually leaves her kids at her house, but Mia feels like she's suddenly being used by Jacqueline it, to me, it seems like Mia is unhappy that Jacqueline is getting attention this season. I think so, too. Because Jacqueline is actually likable, and she's not, she doesn't come off as incredibly thirsty for the camera, like the Sesame Street character. Right. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but, and I think Mia is just a little jelly, and so she's trying to find a way to, like, instigate some shit with her best friend or her sister. That's or so mean, though. The way it, she, I mean, we'll get to that, but, like. We'll get to no. that. We'll talk about it then. But yeah. okay. So So that's setting the stage for this feud between Mia and Jacqueline that seems to come out of left field. But um we're finally in Mexico and Ashley, Karen, and Wendy are there. Production keeps going back and forth between the two groups and it's really painting the scene that for the divide. Um we get a little rough cut of the plane. Uh, the paper doll imagery was so funny um, of seeing them because we hear that Jacqueline and Mia were screaming in the plane about how they're mothering their children. And God, where was Andy and a camera crew? <laughs> where, why didn't Robin pull out her phone at that moment? I know, I know. Because when it came to embarrassing Wendy, she was quick to pull out her phone and to... I'm but... really surprised that nobody pulled out a phone. Exactly. It was, it's annoying as a viewer. And so now we have to have this off-camera fights discussed on camera but mm-hmm. mia is claiming to be annoyed that somehow jacqueline's kids are her responsibility and she's upset that jacqueline said mia has no one in her village to step up to her, uh, step up for her um 
Mia gets petty and tells Jacqueline that she's unwilling to become a part of that village. And Mia says Jacqueline's acting like this because she doesn't have a lot of friends. I mean, it just gets low quick with Mia. Like, we've seen this before. And so we see a setup from Ashley. She gets everybody vibrators because apparently everybody's (laughs) vagina needs attention. I mean... I guess, you know, and then, but Candace is joining the vagina train because she inquires if the women ever check out their vaginas in the mirror and she wants to look at hers before she has kids. And I'm just sitting here like. You're dying, I'm sure, with a vagina talk. I think most women at one point in their life have taken a mirror and looked at it. I mean, they like, I'm sure. I mean, it's probably, and that's fine. But my thing. When you're younger, it's usually when you're younger, I feel. My lens comes from a point of not wanting to sexualize my real housewives because to me, they're my friends. And so if my friends sit there and talk about their cooch, I'm like, oh my God. I get it. Yeah. I don't want to picture your vagina. I don't want to know what, like, I don't like to sexualize my girls. I've had some of my friends be like, who do you think is the sexiest housewife? I'm like, do you know who you're talking to? First of all, (laughs) Uh, I don't want to think about their vagines or their tits or nothing. I mean, listen, they have, some of them have very nice breasts. Okay, so Karen has planned a birthday party for Ashley. The other ladies have finally got to the resort. They're mm-hmm. all greeted by the girls that are already there. Uh, Karen wants to get the party started, so she tell, takes them into a little party room. They start celebrating Ashley's birthday, and this it's is like a when, little surprise. Yeah, but not probably. This is when <laughs> Mia and Jacqueline. I mean, Mia admits that her and Jacqueline fight like sisters, and she claims that Jacqueline threw a brick at her when she would not let her cheat on her homework. And it that was the stupidest thing to say. Like, it came out of nowhere. And then she says that Mia must keep her legs closed to married men. And mm-hmm. Nene Leakes just gave the biggest eye roll because that is, a, like, come on. Mia is... I know. And Nene. is that something you should be saying about your friend? On television? Well, that that's interesting because Jacqueline is furious and tells her that she has sold her soul to the devil. And to me, that's Mia, that's Jacqueline telling Mia, like, you are just selling me out for the show at this point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I, and to me, that's very indicative of someone that's will go where she needs to go to secure her little champagne flute and Mia or Jacqueline's upset because she thinks that Mia's implying that she slept with Gordon. I just want clarity from this married men uh, allegation because Mm -hmm. Mia says, Mia says that she is grateful for Jacqueline and her mom, but it doesn't seem like it to me just watching how gutter Mia got right away. So no, I mean, she went there immediately. What did Jacqueline say to, I'm trying to remember what she said to trigger her. She said something. I forget though what it was. And that's, that's when Mia was like, are you going to go there? Well, then I'm yeah. going to go there. She, I think she said that she doesn't, I know that the word Satan came up. <laughs> oh my God. Was it with the nanny? Was it the talk about the nanny? I don't, I really don't remember. Something about the nanny was said and that really triggered Mia to just want to hit her where it hurts. And then. Which is crazy because that has, one has nothing to do with the other. And that was so below the belt. It is. And then we move on to the next part where they're having some group event and Giselle just wants tequila, which same, I love a good tequila. And mm-hmm. Karen is annoyed that Sharice keeps popping up like a leprechaun. <laughs> that was a good zinger from Karen. She said, 
Cherise has been like a leprechaun, always looking for a part of gold and some food. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Um, this came out of nowhere too. Ashley asked Giselle about her friend, Steve, which I don't think we had heard the name Steve all season. No. Um, and she says that she's not really clear what, where they're at. She just wants a guy to make her laugh and has a big dick, which I can fully support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Oh boy. Giselle makes can... me laugh in her confessionals. I can say that, but. Oh, for sure. And wait a second. Did you see in Bravo News, did you see she was on a date with Jason from Summerhouse? What is it with this Summerhouse housewife? Oh, and he is adorable and so nice. I met him in the lounge. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's I mean... when he was the one who was like quad was pulling up his shirt. And then I sent the pictures to Watch What Happens Live. My question got asked to him whether or not they hooked up. Mm. You are and always asking the important questions. He was just questions. very elusive about it, but mm. I have pictures of them. Well, I hope Quad did yeah. because I that hope is so. yeah. a fine specimen. Absolutely. I feel I feel like we're completely just moving on from the Candace husband is flirting last week drama because Thank it hasn't God. Yeah, it hasn't been brought up. Candace has been very chill this trip, and she chairs her disappointment over not being pregnant yet, and she's going to start IVF. Um, so I hope she has archived the screenshots of her <laughs> vagina because oh if she does God. get pregnant. <laughs> and then we get to the dinner where yes. Giselle being Giselle being the producer, she tells Karen that Sharice did not post the booby video, but mm-hmm. she did. Mm-hmm. And Karen just would have preferred that Sharice would have sent it to her privately and maybe they could have just laughed over it. Uh, Karen's point of view is she just wants Sharice to explain why she's so desperate for her friendship. Sharice mm-hmm. insists that is not the case. I feel like the argument there escalated with no context. Um, Karen then thinks her womanhood is being questioned. Um, yeah. Sharice, Sharice starts hurling back that she's hurt at Karen because Karen did not reach out to her during her divorce and the death of her father. Karen wants to retaliate and says well both of my parents are dead um karen then says that she somehow makes it about keep my mother's name out your mouth i don't know yeah, where did that come from sharice did i don't sharice never attacked her mother and if you in between the screaming you can hear sharice say i didn't say anything about your mother so which i agree with like i don't really like Charisse, right. but i agree like sharice never came for her mother so that was a who weird. comes for somebody's dead parent that's what i'm saying anyway, like, yeah karen karen was just at this point furious the other ladies are watching this fight and mm-hmm. i mean at this point i guess it was bound to happen but we get it to be continued um and and that was it they were just yelling at each other and karen lost her shit i haven't seen karen this angry in so long so to me it's like she really, really does not like Sharice. And she, she was, really doesn't like her. And I feel maybe Sharice has something there. Maybe that maybe there's some truth to that, allegedly. Maybe, maybe she knows something, and that's why Karen doesn't like her. Because yeah, she, she was she was very patient, I think, Karen all season. And then to come up and end like this and just mm-hmm. snap at her. I don't know. I think Karen just was sick of her and just wanted to be like, all right, let's do it. Yep. It yep. was bound to happen. Overall, the episode is definitely a setup for the rest of Mexico, and hopefully, they're able to enjoy the beaches. Um, and I as hope much they're as, not there for like a thousand days. 
Yeah, as much as I love Potomac and seasons past, it's been very, um, uh, like somebody hit the snooze button and they're just trying to make it work yeah. and elongate it because it I do feels, love Potomac too, but it's been a little lackluster. Yeah, I don't really, it's not enthralling me like it normally did in the past. It still makes me laugh. The women are all very funny. Mm-hmm. And, but overall, it just felt, it feels off this season. So I'm curious yeah. to see next season will bring agreed, but agreed all right so should we uh be done yeah, with that and head on to real housewives of salt lake city okay yeah, so let's let's do that let's take a little on. break and then we'll, yeah um, we're gonna take a break for a second and we will be back to discuss salt lake, salt lake city salt lake city <laughs> looking for an alternative to low-quality store-bought dog treats? I know I was because traditional dog treats are packed with fillers and preservatives, both of which are unhealthy for your dog. I started feeding my dogs fresh human-grade food and they could no longer tolerate any grocery store treats, so I decided to make my own and that's when Three Sisters Bakery was born. Our treats are all natural, organic, and filled with healthy, fresh ingredients for your best friend. Your bestie deserves so much better. So visit us on Instagram at Three Sisters Bakery One. We ship anywhere in the U.S. and deliver locally in Miami. It's easy to order. Just send us a DM at Three Sisters Bakery One. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are going to recap The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City now. This was... Season three, episode 14, titled Trials and Tribulations. When Heather is asked about how she got her black eye, a heated argument ensues between her and Jen. At Heather's book cover reveal party, rumors are revealed and tensions rise. As Jen's trial gets closer, the women are surprised when the case takes an unexpected turn. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Well, what did you think of this episode? I this was also they, the season finale. Yeah, it was a season finale. I thought they took an interesting approach to devoting only half an hour to the uh, cast members because the second half of the show was all trial and all, yeah. all Jen which Shaw. all Jen Shaw. And to me, it's like, well, we already know what happened. So why are we focused so much on I mean maybe I not that I didn't enjoy it but because it was nice to see how we got here but um it was just an interesting choice to do like the title cards and stuff but a little disjointed but you know yeah no I agree um I don't know I feel like I feel like um it was it was a lot. I don't know. And I there was just some hypocrisy in, in that second half, but we'll talk about that when we when we get there. So Let's basically, uh, the episode is Heather. She's planning her book cover reveal party. And yeah, you heard that correctly. Book cover <laughs> reveal. There is I, was book. Con- yeah. I was confused. I thought it was the book at first. Me and, too. And I'm like, yeah. hey, where are the books? Yeah, I, but yeah. I was like, oh, it's just the cover. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so there was no book, only a cover, but there was a choir. 
Okay. There was a choir singing. I mean, really? A book cover reveal party and your choir's debut, I guess. What a choice. But it was nice to see the, um, the you know, closing out the loop on that ridiculous choir storyline that felt yeah. out of I mean, nowhere. Enough, but enough was enough. So, yeah, this event that Heather is planning for her book, her eventual book, because it's only a book cover and choir party at this time, is called Bad Mormon. And um, Seth Marks described it as an impulse buy at the airport. Which that was a read. That? Yeah. that was a read. Good job, yeah. Seth. Sometimes yeah. I wonder if he like and Meredith just sit there and talk shit about everybody, which, you know. Oh, Meredith, they 100% do. Meredith keeps it to herself then because Seth just be blurting it out like farts and he's just like saying what he's thinking and. Yeah. Meredith list just blinks, which I mean, that's usually her face anyway, but she just <laughs> blinks at him. But oh boy. Well, the good news is thank God that Heather's black eye is almost gone just in time for her party. Um, Lisa is absolutely tired of Heather's whodunit game, as are we, the exhausted. viewers. We are exhausted about this black eye. I mean, come on. So everybody supports Heather. Um including Dana, Angie K, Angie H, and of course, Heather's cousins. So they all come to the party. Sport of the cousins means a lot to her since in her book, she's bashing basically everything that they believe in. I'm surprised the cousins came to the party. I wonder how much Heather Venmoed them to show up. To be I, like, know. Hey. <laughs> I, know, I don't right? trust Heather. That is me shading Heather because I don't trust her anymore. But we'll I don't there. trust her either. And seeing her in all these designer clothes this season, these ugly designer clothes, I think she's <clears> shopping <throat> at the same um, counterfeit store that Jen Shaw was because there is no way in hell that she is spending that money. Th those are so expensive. There's no way. I don't care. She doesn't make enough on the housewives. Oh my God. I love There's it. There's no my, way. I'm glad. Uh, I wish people could see my faces as you were shading Heather. Cause my, I, know, I just I was just, like, yes, I love it. I, I, it's fake. I'm telling you it's all fake. Um, anyway, Angie explains that according to a rumor that Jen is spreading Angie, and this is Angie K not Angie H Angie herself is responsible for Heather's black eye. I mean, Jen just deflecting. As I usual. feel like if anybody's punching anybody there, it's her. None of the other ones are capable of it. I mean, I don't know Angie well, but. I mean, and now that we know what Jen pled guilty to, she's completely capable of lying and talking out of her ass. And so I can. Totally, yeah, exactly. I can totally see her just throwing Angie K under the bus. Um, yeah. And Angie's but, had it. She's exactly. Just, she's had it. And she's definitely going to confront her this party. Um, she, the, oh, this was funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> she's annoyed at the rumor about her so she shares a new rumor about jen tip for tat welcome to the housewives exactly she says it's been said that jen and heather were doing barbie scissor kicks aka in the room having a sexual relationship and that's how heather got her black eye that is a picture i did not again we're back to sexualizing housewives and <laughs> You couldn't take it, could you? You were just like, no. First of all, Jen and Heather being lesbian lovers for this finale was not a plot twist that I expected. But no, that was not on my bingo card. And I'm, but then I'm like, well, maybe that explains Heather's loyalty to Jen because Jen makes her come more than any. <laughs> oh boy! Uh -oh. oh, I'm like, just throw up in my mouth. Because I'm just, just like, well, damn. Two of them. I mean. Ugh. 
I know that it's just whatever, but maybe I, I know Angie said that the black guy happened because someone wasn't good in bed. <laughs> that's really funny. Angie, listen, sure. I mean, maybe a black guy is a sign of a good time and that's why she <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I don't want to know if that's if that's how it happened. She can keep that information to herself then. I don't care to hear any more about it. Mm. I don't care to hear any more about it anyway. How much exactly. can we talk about the fucking black eye? That Enough. was, exactly. Like the, the sixth housewife. So, anyway, moving along. Coach and Jen talk to Angie H. and her husband to discuss the Finsta account. I and, forgot about the Finsta. Sorry to interject. I forgot that happened. I, like, yeah. it's been forever, and we've been so focused on this black eye. I know black that. Eye. I, know. I imagine that the other one, Angie H., was so, like, thrilled to be confronted by a housewife because she's going to get her camera time. But anyway, I'm go sure. And Coach made Angie's uh, elf on the shelf husband. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nickname coined by Jennifer Shaw. Yes. And the couples then hug it out. And Angie has to jump in and speak for him because he can't speak because he's too busy crying. And then the Finsta issue is resolved. Okay. I, I, and have we gotten to the part yet where they're questioning Jen? That comes later, right? About yes, Yeah, that's that comes, later this okay, episode. So that, yeah. Okay. So then we get to the choir and they're doing a rendition of Amazing Grace. Um, Amazing Grace. Did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely didn't. Although I did think it was funny. I was laughing watching her sing that, but yeah. Yeah, but no. Uh Heather grabs the mic and talks about what kind of friend she aspires to be. And that ha- that is a ride or die for everyone. And if I am a bad Mormon, I hope I can be a good friend. That's what Heather tells us. They then Subjective. have a countdown, yeah, for the reveal of the book cover a la New Year's Eve. And Heather proudly models a sleeveless dress like the bad Mormon she is. This is the third season of the show and the third season in a row where Heather's reminding us how much of a bad Mormon she is. And Do we even care? At this anymore? point, I mean, it was interesting season one. Yeah. By season two, it's like, okay, that's that's true. And now it's like, Okay, girl, we get it. You're a bad, fuck, you're a bad Mormon. Right. We get it. But maybe I'm also, maybe I'm also yeah. annoyed at Heather, and I'm just talking shit because she annoyed me. But as but, we continue, but it's a lot. It's a lot of it already. She wrote a book. Now that should be the end of it. Case closed. Exactly. Get it. Okay, so Whitney and Jen then have a moment at the party, and Whitney explains that the San Diego trip felt like a gang up on her, and then in the spirit of ganging up. Dana, Angie K, Lisa, and Meredith, of course, saunter on over and a crowd forms and fingers start pointing. Now, th- this was a little ridiculous, I thought, of Angie K to just come over and interrupt the entire conversation. She didn't care that they were having their own conversation. She was interrupting. She told them to stop talking. <laughs> I mean, she's like, stop, stop talking, stop talking. I didn't, I, I, who does I, that? It's just very housewife's finale of them to know the formula by now to be like, okay, this is the last day of filming. We have to get our moment. Yeah. And so, but I know that Whitney and Jen have history. So it did seem very random of Angie K to just pop her head in and get her moment. I, know. But, I didn't like that. That, that yeah. was very annoying to me. So Angie comes in, she tells Jen she's done with all the rumors since they are now making her look bad. She doesn't like Jen telling people she's the one who gave Heather the black eye. 
Jen calls the coach over, and Angie doesn't hold back. She questions if Jen's attempted suicide was actual or all fake. And I think what she's actually questioning is that if it was the Finsta that made her want to commit suicide, not, not you know, the, the whole suicide attempt. Yes, and I agree, and I think that Jen being Jen just took it and twisted it she to... took it and ran with it exactly exactly and so I think it Angie was trying to clarify but then Jen stormed off and no, they screamed just yeah and it was just all bad and I did not like that Heather was letting them fight and she was like avoiding it at that point because it's like listen girl like get your ass over there clock right. in <laughs> it's your party too you should go over and you know hi anyway so we move along. Uh, Heather makes her way over, and before other, any other fights can break out, the end-of-the-season bios pop up a whole half hour earlier than usual. You know, when they, they when they did pop up, I was like, wait a second, that's it already? I thought it would, like, watch what happens live was, like, in that recording because I was watching it recorded, and I'm like, oh, maybe that's it, and then there's another, you know how, like, they string them together sometimes like in the recording but yeah I had to look at the time too because when they popped up I was confused that's why I'm like oh the format's a little different yeah so Heather vows to keep up her choir and her bio and hopes to give amazing grace to her ride or die Den bleh, ride or die Jen can't talk mm. today Lisa hasn't been to any jazz games in a while nice call back to the first yes. episode right <laughs> Bad weather is still unsettled, and there has been no reconciliation with Lisa and Meredith. I, you think there ever will be? This is what the problem is now. It's like the cast is so divided. It's two versus two. Right. How do we move forward as, not just as a cast, but as the audience? Like, how do we yeah, I don't know. move on from this point? Because if you think about other cities that have been in this position, this is when they would bring in a new person to be like the mediator to find out what's going on to pretend they haven't been watching like right. so I don't yeah I don't know if Angie K now because they're so divided I don't know if Angie K will be back in a full-time capacity right. because she's not a mediator like she's clearly on one side of the team she's here. an instigator yeah no, yeah she wants to stir the pot she would be good for that probably but but I think that they need somebody to come in and just sort of either play both sides or try to get them together because at this point they're just completely divided. And yeah. something to note is that they cut out the scene of Dana and Jen fighting and Dana tells Jen that, you know, you better be nice to her or else who's going to put money in your books. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was teased twice and yes. they just cut it off. And I know that Dana released a statement earlier today on her Instagram and she said she doesn't know why, but she essentially alleged that Jen was calling her um, husband different Spanish names so that maybe touched on the racist side which <sighs> you know maybe Bravo was like nope never mind let's not go there let's not sounds on brand for <laughs> Jen Shaw for Miss Jennifer Shaw but the reason we ended half an hour early because we get a little three months later flash right so let's let's go there yeah so three months later and we're now four months away is it four months away from jen's trial no it was like four days uh, away four days yeah I think four days wrote, away yeah, okay so, four yeah. days away from jen's trial the trial was pushed five times i didn't realize it was five times that's just yeah crazy. that's just crazy yeah 
Um, for me, I would feel like I'd want to get it over with. Exactly. Just do it. So Jen is sitting with her mother, <laughs> probably the last of Jen's victims. I mean, seriously, her mother well, seriously, in her whole retirement that, for her. Poor mother. That's I so know. Messed up. Awful. And she's talking about the reality of the trial. Coach and Jen then pack up and prep for Jen's fight in New York. So the flashbacks are pretty good. Thank you to production. It's it haunting. Was, yeah. It was it was very jarring to relive everything and the audience being reminded of mm-hmm. how everything how we got here. You know what I mean? So it's, exactly. I was and how she claimed her innocence in some of those flashbacks. Like I it was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good little episode the way they did it. Yeah, no, it really was. Um, I don't know. And especially knowing, you know, she had just been sentenced. So knowing what we know now and then going back on that, you know, it was just, I don't know. She comes out of the courthouse, like you see her go in. And if we ha- if we didn't know that, that would have been great. Can you imagine? If exactly. like, But it was so long ago that like, obviously this is real time now. But if, if we would have been watching it all in real time and didn't know that she was going in to plead guilty that just would have been amazing I think that's what I miss about the mystery of like the old days where we didn't get live updates all the time you know what I mean like because back in the day back in my day we used (laughs) to like we used to watch housewives in real time we had no idea what storylines were going to happen we had like when the only time I can think about that it was real time was because it was so heavy was when season two of Beverly Hills, when Russell committed suicide and that yeah. was like headlines was all yeah. over, but that was probably the beginning of real time updates and it, but before that it was just, we just didn't know what was happening. And it was, um, I missed that little mystery of the I know, I do too. I do too. Now everything comes out so quickly on Instagram and Twitter and it's just, I know. Yeah. It's too much information we have sometimes, I feel like. Absolutely. So anyway, we see Jen come out of the courtroom. They're asking her why she pled guilty. She gets into the car. She leaves. So then we get back to Salt Lake, and we see Meredith and Heather. Um, that Well, we know that they made the trip to New York to support Jen. Um, and I'm trying to think. Where am I here? Hold on a second. Let me pause for a minute. Yeah, so, I mean, Meredith and Heather end up joining Jennifer to New York to support her. Right. They're sitting there feeling helpless. And I was very turned off by how dramatic Meredith and Heather were acting towards Jennifer. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to remember that this is somebody that they thought was innocent because their friend said they're innocent. But I just can't fathom... I don't know. Like I'm, I go back and forth. It's like, well, what would you do if your, you know, best friend was saying, "I'm innocent. I'm innocent." Right. You want to believe them, I guess. So anyway, I'm going back and forth with that. But two days before the trial, Seth takes Meredith and Heather out, and they start discussing what's going on for Jen. Um, Seth wants to remind the audience that the coach is having a tough time, and he's stressed, and he goes through the long list of witnesses that are set for the trial. And Heather states that the worst fear is that not only Jen will be found guilty, but will have to serve. Like, I mean, for the first time, Meredith clarified that nobody is disputing that the scheme happened. But the question is what was Jen's involvement 
and it's a major it's it is a major major trial like that's how she sounds like I would be like I could not converse with her but she you know Seth was asking the good questions (laughs) has anyone ever asked Jen if she's actually guilty of these charges right and Heather says that she will support Jen in whatever path she takes and you believe the people that you love and to me it's like girl I, to a certain point, I, I mean, if they're lying, you can't believe them. If, if it's proven they're lying, I don't care if you love them or not. You're not going to believe them. That's sorry. It's not realistic. It's not. And then two things can be true. I can love somebody, but know that they're capable of doing some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Jen finally discusses, because, you know, we knew in real time that Stuart turned on her. But right. um, Jen calls him an evil mother effer who played her. And mm-hmm. once Stuart pled guilty, Jen was able to see everything that was going on behind her back to lessen his sentence. But even Heather finds it hard to believe that Stuart was a run running the scheme and that Jen didn't know. Um, he was running Jen nothing. Sh- exactly. Like he, Jen shares that it's now hard for her to trust people and Meredith's face is looking at her like, yeah, like I've never trusted your ass. <laughs> right. It's so strange to me that Meredith flipped so quickly with Jen and so much. Like, I mean, These but she won't are, forgive Lisa. Yeah. Well, because I think with Lisa, Meredith actually loves Lisa or loved her. And yeah. so there's actual pain there. There's more and hurt. Yeah. With Jen, Meredith knew she needed an ally on the show. Mm-hmm. And so that's my psychological assessment of like, how do I play this girl? Because, you know, you don't want Jen as an enemy. So, no. and then Meredith already lost Lisa. She didn't fuck with Whitney. So it's like, okay, I need allies on this show. So right. she's like, let me just keep, let me just be a support system to her. I did appreciate that Meredith wasn't acting like Jen's lawyer because that could have, she knew that could have got her in trouble, but. Yeah definitely we we cue to jen going to her confessional and she wishes to tell the public so much and that's when a producer asks are you ready to tell us the real story now and i gasp because a producer saying that implied Mm -hmm. that even even the producer was like you're lying bitch so what really happened like what's going on here right um andy is hoping to film a one-on-one this weekend and i know i just got a text message in real time Mm -hmm. um Jen Shaw posted a selfie or a picture um, on her Instagram story saying dress rehearsal. See you soon. So to me, that's confirming that a one-on-one might be happening this weekend. Oh, good. Uh, Did you see people on Twitter calling Andy like evil for doing that? Because they're like, why is she, why does she get to profit? She's not profiting. It's an interview with him. They're not paying her for that interview. I guarantee they're not paying her because anything that they do pay her, anyway is has to go to her restitution and listen we two things can be true we don't have to condone or support what she did but that doesn't mean that she wasn't on a tv show living a public life and that we're not interested and entertained by this sorry exactly i'm sorry it is what it is facts and tell me those people aren't going to watch the interview they're going to watch and talk shit and yeah yeah, like everybody else Exactly. So we don't condone it, but we're going to take it all in. Um, We then see a text on the screen on July 11th. Jen Shaw pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Wire fraud, not wire fraud. And as we now know, on January 6th, she was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We go back to Salt Lake City. It's like the final uh, final scene. 
Lisa and Heather meet up to discuss the reality of Jen's trial. Um, I thought it was interesting seeing Lisa and Heather, not Lisa and Mary. Or Whitney, I know. I thought not was, Heather. And, I know. I wondered that too. Because I'm like, really? Le- and Lisa and Heather yeah. have potential they, to be like a nice little power duel if they just yeah. had. To me, it's always been Heather intimidated by Lisa because she feels whatever. Because if you go back to season she one. She feels the, Lisa looked down on her. Which, and you know what? Lisa probably did. But yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> They they probably they have some potential to get it together, but I think so. Um, Lisa is shocked to find out who Jen is, and Heather explains that she's overwhelmed with grief. Um, <laughs> they lament the children who's going to be without their mother, which I can oh, yeah. see, and they show the transcript on the sh- on the screen that Jen knew what she was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. And now Heather is saying that she thinks that when Jen realized she couldn't get away with it, her story changed, and she mm-hmm. has a she has a theory as to what made Jen not fight or decide not to fight. Mm-hmm. And little Miss Ryder die herself is now saying the same bitch who won't tell us who gave her the black eye mm-hmm. is now implicating coach Shaw because she believes that the coach discovered what Jen was doing and also couldn't explain it once they saw the evidence. Right. She further theorizes that one of the witnesses was a smoking gun and therefore the Shaws knew there was no other way out. Um, Heather repeats that, yeah, Jen's guilty, and Lisa tries her best to get a tear from her eye. She tried so hard. <laughs> yeah, and then she wipes that little tear, and with that ending, the real housewives of Salt Lake City will never be the same again. Nope. <laughs> they certainly won't. It was, overall, the finale wasn't, like, as great as other finales, but it really did mark, there was, like, a sense of finality associated with it, because the Jen Shaw era of the show mm-hmm. is that it was it's it's over yeah and it's over and like as we know it because we know for sure she's going to prison so and how dramatic that we had her sentencing right before instead of you know remember it was supposed to be like december something i think it had mm-hmm. more effect this week maybe bravo had it postponed <laughs> dramatic <laughs> effects they slipped the judge a 20 Your and they're court. like hey. <laughs> like can you do it with a solid um, we did get a preview of the reunion. I saw some people on Twitter saying that the reunion is only two parts, which two parts too many. Let's get one part and go home. That's they bring up the, more than enough. They bring up the black eye again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the reunion was a little underwhelming, but maybe they'll surprise us. So we'll see. We'll see. There's not, there's only four of them there. I know. And I was thinking, I'm like, how many other cities have had four housewives at reunions? And I only remember Jersey doing it. Jersey. Yep. When Jacqueline wouldn't come or something, right? Yeah, Jacqueline couldn't come to season three. She didn't go because they were filming season four at the same time. And her and Teresa were fighting in real time. They got a huge fight. Exactly. And then Jersey also did it in season two when Dina left the show and mid-season. But those four women delivered way good. Or way good. They delivered so good. And so that's why, to me, it's about chemistry and how much the women, like, and the storylines, because these four are struggling. Yeah, this is, you know, less than exciting at this point. But, well, the season's over, and who knows what's ahead for Salt Lake? Who knows if there's a total recast coming, if there's partial recast? I I don't know. Obviously, they're going to have to bring somebody else in. Yeah, we'll see. I would like it if they bring two more housewives in. Two more. Let's. I love a big cast. I know some people don't like a, a big cast, but I I like when there's a lot of people in there. I just do too. I throw them all in there. Too. Just 
throw them all in there. Let's get a cast of 12 too. people. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we will be discussing Real Housewives of Miami. Miami. Back in a sec. Hey, welcome back. It is now time for us to discuss the Real Housewives of Miami. My so favorite we, child so far. I love I Miami. I know, so mine too. It's always entertaining. And I love seeing like, Whoever's producing this one, just the scenery and all the footage that they show of Miami is stunning. It always was, though, like in the other seasons, too. But, yeah, I mean, stunning. So this is season five, episode nine, and it is called Hot Off the Press. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Lisa (laughs) discovers Lenny and the girlfriend are both talking to the press about her marriage. Martina and Julia reconnect over dinner and make big plans for the future. Alexia hosts a charity event where a rumor comes to light that could threaten Nicole's career. Oh, boy. So the episode begins at the Hochstein house, and it's just super quiet there. And then Lisa's walking around, then it flashes to the other girls, and they're all chatting to each other about the new page six story in which Lenny claims that they made a mutual decision months ago to end their marriage and that Lisa knows all about it and knew all about the girlfriend as well. Lenny is such an evil genius because, I mean, as much as he's being an asshole by acting like this, he, somebody in PR told him, you got to get ahead of this. Like you got to pretend that you like, Anyway, what an asshole, but what a he, douche. I know. What a douche, I hate but him more by the second. My objective side is like, wow, that's brilliant. He's getting ahead of all the <laughs> of Lisa. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. So anyway, Marisol arrives at Lisa's and Lisa's playing with her cute daughter. Um, and of course, Marisol heads straight for the vodka. Apparently she left her own bottle there and nobody has touched it since she's been there last. We need a vodka inter- intervention. I mean, I, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole, but wow, she drinks a lot of vodka. Um, so Lisa shows Marisol the articles where Lenny says that he never cheated on Lisa. And Marisol questions her because of Lenny's story. And Lisa still saying that she was blindsided. So Marisol is not sure that she's buying that Lisa had no clue. What do you think? I was just going to ask, what do you think? I think the way Lisa has been trying to cry because I don't think she has the physical ability. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever see tears, but she, she seems genuinely hurt. Like she seems genuinely upset. I think that she thought Lenny would never actually go through with it. Right. That's what I think too. I think he probably threatened her with it several times and, she was going to change whatever, you know. And then I also think her to change. I also think that the women had a perception similar to of their of Lisa and Lenny's marriage similar to what the audience has of them. Like Yeah, we, I agree. We weren't really rooting for them. We felt it was superficial. Um but I he was honest, never overly nice to her. No, and that's the thing. It's like it felt very trophy wifeish and uh-huh. but I also didn't think not that I'm like invest because I didn't really care for Lisa. I know I say that every week, but um, I just thought that he would stay there because he's in his fifties at this point. So it's like, okay, well, 
but they have kids yeah. too. They have kids and their kids are little. You know. so I feel bad. I mean, I guess their kids, the little one won't remember them being married probably at this. She's only two. So I feel like she won't remember, but the older one will. I, I just feel bad. I feel bad for them. I know that I shouldn't feel bad for Lisa, but I do. We're human. Um, so Lisa tells Marisol that Lenny just wants her to leave with or without the kids. And he's like, oh, I'll just find you a place with my own realtor. And that is ridiculous. It's not up to him to choose where she's going to go. With Ugh. or without the kids? Yeah, because he's going to stay home with the kids. Mm, no, with he's not. Ho. He has to go play tennis. Right, exactly. And, you know, do whatever he's doing with, what's her name? I forget what her name is. Catherine or Katharina. Or, I don't know. Of course, I like stalked her on Instagram just to see. And she, they're like all naked pictures, basically. Mm, like I, she went out on New Year's in a see-through dress. Like 100% see-through. See everything. Bitch, bitch stole my look. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Marisol tries to tell her that there's a great new life waiting for her on the other side. And while I agree with Marisol, at that point, Lisa's not seeing that. Because she's going through like the worst time of her life. And so it's hard to see that then. But... I'm sure things are much better for her now. Um, I'm hoping. Um, so then we go to Alexia and her friend Jimena is opening her handbag store to the public for the first time so that Alexia can have a fundraiser there, which benefits a charity called the Demoya Foundation. And it helps people like Alexia's son, Frankie, become more independent. Oh, I thought that was a cute scene. I thought it was. I, yeah, I thought it was too. I really can feel how much Alexia loves her son. Like, I mean, she loves so both much. of them, but she yeah. loves Frankie so much and she loves both of her sons. And so seeing her son now after the accident from season three, it's like, it's very, it was a cute scene to see that. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And he's so funny. He goes into the handbag store. He loves girls. <laughs> <laughs> Telling everybody how beautiful they are. So funny. So funny. So that scene, we have that scene, and then we go to Julia's house, and she's planning a romantic dinner on the dock for Martina, and she's making the same meal they had 14 years ago on their first date. She ends up burning the meal, but they have a really nice dinner, and Martina is like, what are you worried about? I'm not going anywhere. I think everybody is really questioning their marriage on this show right now based on what's going on with Lenny and Lisa, because we have more of that continuing in the episode with Gertie and her husband Russell as well they're like they're like worried that Lenny's starting a membership club and he's going to recruit everybody <laughs> he's like come join the single good come join I'll find you a new girlfriend exactly. oh. anyway so after this meal though um and this isn't revealed until a little later with the scene with Mar or with Adriana when she's getting a butt injection don't ask um, mm. They decide they're going to adopt a baby because Julia had always wanted to have more kids and Martina didn't, but apparently now Martina wants to. I haven't heard anything though about that. I was just going to ask you, it feels very storyline. Melissa attempt. Gorga, um, yes. Astro, Judge. Uh, it feels very, uh, it feels very, we want to expand our family for the, until we're done filming reach. I know. Um, it's, it didn't yeah. feel real to me, but yeah. I know. 
So then we we go to Alexa and Alexia and Marisol, and they're sitting down for dinner. I was trying to figure out what restaurant they were at, but whenever at time, like I kept rewinding, I couldn't get the sign, but it looked so familiar to me. I have to figure it out. I so um, they're talking about Lisa and the problems that she's going through. And I, I think Alexia has a little bit of the same idea that Marisol does, that she had to have seen some of it coming because she explains in her own marriage with Herman, Herman would he wasn't like they were sleeping in different bedrooms. She would be getting up to leave in the morning. He was coming home, like from being out all night. He had another apartment already. I, I think, I think there's gotta be some part of you that knows there's something going on. You just don't want to face it. Yeah. I think it's just a big denial on Lisa's part. And especially if they weren't having sex either. They, she said they had, or he said they hadn't had sex in months, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's not I mean, normal. I don't find that normal. It's, it is in my life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, married people, you know, sometimes it's slow. But I mean, I think God, like once a week is should be sufficient. I mean, that's like a normal thing. And if you're not, there's I think there's something because if he's not having sex with you, he's definitely getting it somewhere. Absolutely. You know? So we go to Gertie and her husband, Russell, and they're having a picnic at the beach, which is very cute. And I want to do that. It was actually right near where we have an apartment. So I think I'm going to like inquire about that because it looked really cute. So, and they're sitting there at the beach having their cute little picnic. And there she is questioning her relationship with him as well. They're all worried. They're all worried. Everybody's so, paranoid. Well, listen, that to me, it's a little contradictory though, because they're all saying, Lisa couldn't see this coming so it's like well can the same be said about you guys like could you not yeah. see it coming then like why is it only Lisa that should have seen it coming and not you <laughs> that's true yeah that is that is true I know but you know I don't know they're they're sitting there talking and how they got engaged in the same place and then they went to the macaroni grill for dinner and I had to laugh do you have macaroni grills there we do. I haven't okay. been to, I forgot that they existed. Um, Me too. But, Ours, we had one, but it closed. So. Yeah, I'm team Olive Garden, but, or there's a Buco de Beppo. Oh, <laughs> Buco de Beppo, yeah. Shout out to Reed, <laughs> but um, as far as Italian food, I don't remember the last time I went to Macaroni Girl. Yeah, we used to go all the time with my grandparents when I was like a teenager, but I haven't been there in years. So, mm -hmm. and then I just, I looked it up to see if it was still open because it's not like in my direct neighborhood, but it closed. So it said permanently oh. closed. So, <laughs> anyway, so, yes. So that scene is nothing really, you know, substantial no, happens in that remind scene. remind each other. They love yeah, each other. That they love each other. And, you know, but he does remind her that she needs to take more time at home with the kids and with him, because even when she comes home, she's still going, going, going. And it's probably hard to turn it off, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, it's hard for a mother that has a job and, or that has like, a, when is enough time? Like there can never, to me as a mom, like it's never going to be enough. Like no matter. To no, put not that if you have a job outside the home, you know, and especially one where you're traveling a lot. And to put that pressure on a wife, it's like, it seems harsh, but maybe needed. I don't know. I can't really, I don't speak on experience, but to me, it's like, listen, mothers are doing their best. And mm -hmm. I, the idea that you're telling her, you know, try a little harder. It's like, well, shit, like it's never going to be good enough in my opinion. Like just no, let it's this a woman, thankless job. First of all, like, 
Exactly. If, if being a mother was easy, fathers would do it. Okay. And yeah. they- <laughs> you know, this is why, like, when some fathers are like, oh, yeah, I have to babysit my kids today. You're not babysitting your own kids. Those are I, your kids. Babysit, hell, those are your kids, yeah. too. But anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, what happens next? So, we see Adriana. Okay. Now, this is so hypocritical after she's questioning Larsa's butt. All of like the beginning of last season, she decides she's going in for a non-surgical butt lift, which is basically just jabbing needle needles like in her ass. Like it was so vile to watch. She brings Julia with her, who is the worst person to bring because she doesn't like needles, and she's like almost passing out. That was I, that was like a scene I didn't care about or need to see. So I mean, and this is when when Julia tells Adriana that they're adopting a baby is during this scene, I guess to get her mind off the needles being stuck in her ass. I I don't know. I Um, didn't even know they did um, non-surgical butt lifts. And so I was like, okay. So I went on on Google and I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm scheduled next week in some alley downtown. <laughs> don't don't think I didn't think about it for a second. I mean, I don't know. Oh my god. Okay, so then we see Gertie and Nicole heading to Alexia's fundraiser, and Nicole fills Gertie in on the fact that Larsa keeps poking at her about her ex husband, quote the school teacher, unquote. Now at this point, Lisa finds out that the girlfriend um, is making statements to the press um, now on her marriage, which, and she's making statements about her own marriage as well. She's apparently separated from her husband, but she's also talking about Lisa and Lenny's marriage, which is, uh, that just made me livid. Who the hell does this hoe think she is? I mean, she's clearly capitalizing already. She probably feels like people care what she has to say. And it's just another slap in Lisa's face. Like that face has been through enough. I the know. fact that <laughs> you think <laughs> the fact that you are throwing more and more punches, it's like, girl, this girl cannot catch a break. Then that's, it's mortifying to me to equate it on something that I could relate to. It's like, mm-hmm. if, if somebody was blasting your business on social media, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah, that is mortifying, but imagine that by like a hundred and right. It, oh, <laughs> How does the mistress go to the press? I don't understand that. The nerve. She's the side piece. Mm. Ruby, we don't need you in this podcast, Ruby, but thank you for barking. Ruby has opinions on that hoe too. Ruby definitely has opinions. Mm. So Lisa's in the car on the way to Alexia's fundraiser at this point, and she calls Lenny on the way, and she, um, you know, she basically tells him off like after this new development about the girlfriend and he all he can say back to her is fuck you class that was that was very oh another she gut just like, looks like gutted. Wow. yeah yeah she was shocked and it was it was tough it was a tough scene to watch this woman be treated like that like he's embarrassing her multiple times because she has to Mm -hmm. not only experience it in real time as it happened but now she's having to relive it on the show you know as a show as it's airing it and they're fighting on instagram all the time he's commenting about her she's commenting back about him it's absolute insanity like they need to stop this too they have kids and these kids are going to see this one day and it's time for them to stop like enough 
just figure it out now at this point. I mean, I get, are they divorced now? I don't even know. I, I don't no think they're idea. fully divorced yet. No. I have to look. I'll have to go back and look that up on the clerk of courts when I yeah. get a chance. So anyway, we're at the party or at the fundraiser and uh, Adriana announces her non-surgical butt lift to everybody. And Larsa is like, what the hell? Are you fucking kidding me? All <laughs> she did was judge me from my fat ass. So I it's mean, true. It's true, but I also think that Larsa feeling some type of way about mm-hmm. Adriana's butt procedure. Yeah. To me, it's like, okay, so you did have a butt lift because that or is you true. Yeah. Because you wouldn't have such a visceral reaction if your butt was natural. You know what I mean? Like, why would you react so petty if you didn't do anything to your butt? That is so true. So the fact that Larsa was like, she's copying me, I'm like, oh, so now you're telling on yourself because right exactly she gave herself away (laughs) she gave herself away i mean please Uh, we all knew that there's no way that thing is real exactly it looks crazy to me too i'm sorry i don't i i don't understand what the draw is with that with huge asses like that to me it's it i always wonder like you have to have a bidet because how the fuck are you wiping that like (laughs) Between the long ass seven inch nails that people that women Ugh, are rocking, I know, mixed with a huge ass that's hanging over yeah. the toilet seat, I know. How in the hell are you wiping that ass in a productive way? Like I need, oh, like no way. And she's so like she looks so distorted. That's the thing. I mean, have a big ass. I don't care about that. But like she's so Kim Kardashian crazy looking. Like what what <laughs> fits her? What can she even buy off the rack? I don't, I mean, we know she's not like at Marshall's buying anything. Oh, she's not. Anyway, so Lisa arrives at the party and she tells the girls what's going on, the newest development with Lenny. And after he says, fuck you on the way to the party, he texts her and asks her if she's planning on ordering groceries because she would, he would like some strawberries and bananas. You fucking kidding me? Men are incredibly Stupid. stupid. It's very stupid. Lenny is a doctor. So we, like I said last week, Lenny is a doctor. He's smart. But when it comes to emotional intelligence, this man has the emotional intelligence of a fucking potato, which is Zero. an insult. An insult yeah. to potatoes. Because potatoes. I know, but it's everywhere. like, how have you no social awareness to think? I just told her, fuck you. I just blasted her to the media. I know. But I need some strawberries. But I need some <laughs> things from, from Publix if you could get them for me. It's absolutely insane. And she says she'll buy the bananas and then he can shove them up his ass. So don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) So the episode ends where Nicole is sitting down with Larsa and the the conversation eventually comes around to what Nicole is upset about. So she tells Larsa and Larsa in turn tells her that when she first met her, she judged her constantly and said she needed to know who she was before she could have her in her home. Okay, well, I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I'd like to know a little bit about people that are coming into my home. I don't think Nicole necessarily meant it in a bad way. I don't think so either. And, but to me, what is coming out of left field is why is Dr. Nicole reacting to what Larsa said months and months ago now? You know what I mean? Because I don't know. Yeah. Because Larsa hasn't talked about Nicole all season. Like yeah, they to showed my... all the times, but I don't think there was a time this season that she No, said and that's why, to me, it feels a little like why now? 
Nicole, yeah. like, why are you now bringing this up? Right. And Larsa has showed us this season that if you come for her, she's going to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> she's going to make sure that you know that you came for the wrong bitch, fake button all. Because yeah. Larsa gave it right back to her. She did. And Nicole said she wasn't trying to pass judgment. She was just trying to get to know her. And then Larsa decides to tell her, well, I heard you fucked every doctor in the hospital, but did I ever mention it to you? Just now, bitch. Oh my God. Nicole looks horrified. And that's where the episode ends and it's to be continued next week. That was a random retaliation from Larsa, but Mm -hmm. listen, to quote Queen Candy Burris, don't start none, won't be none, because Nicole should have just sat there and ate her food, minded her business. Because listen, I I love Nicole. Nicole is very nice. Me too. Very nice. why bring it up? It came, it feels like it came out of nowhere, because all season, Larsa has been she started off fighting with Lisa and then supporting Lisa and, you know, throwing her little jab. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Nicole brought up shit from last season out of nowhere. We're nine episodes in. Right. And Nicole's like, Oh, by the way, I'm a little hurt that you like were offending my ex. Like why, why do you even care if she was insulting? I know. This is an Who ex-husband cares? she's right. talking about. Like, right. And I know that I shouldn't expect rational behavior, but Nicole said, yeah. yeah, Nicole set herself up for that one because mm-hmm. Larsa was not gonna sit there and just be like, okay, maybe she wasn't uh, having much of a storyline, and so she just yeah. decided to start shit. And Who knows? She, Who knows the motivation of a housewife? Mm. Well, that to be continued was a no. good one. It was, yeah. uh, it was warranted, not like Salt Lake or not like uh, Potomac. Yeah, no, but. I'm dying to know what's going to happen this season. And Me too. It, they did release the mid-season trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that trailer, you can hear Nicole saying, I could lose my job for her I saying know. stuff like that, which is probably, which is probably true, but it's like, okay, well, you started it. <laughs> yeah, and there, there we go again. She started it. So, I mean, what it's, don't start none. There won't be Won't none. be none. Well, I think that does it. I think we've landed this plane and I think that does it for this episode. Exactly. As much as I love recapping, I'm ready for two cities because three cities is a lot to get through. And I think I thank everybody for listening, for streaming, for subscribing, for telling your friends about us. We are the little thank you so much. We want to be the little podcast that could and I appreciate so keep keep reviewing us on instagram or on podcast and spotify all righty i will talk to you soon this has been another episode of east, east and west. west with mario, mario and less where we recap the mess we will see you guys next week next time bye bye, bye.